Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to Miles Away. This is your host, Zach Honig. Today on Miles Away, we have a very special guest. Kendis Gibson is a weekend anchor at MSNBC. Welcome to the podcast, Kendis. Hey, it's great to be here. And Kendis and I, have we've gone on a few uh, work-related trips together, most recently to Singapore. Yes. And I think looking back on that Singapore trip, there was one moment that I think I'll never forget. And that was our dinner in the dark. Yeah. It was the first time that you and I have ever had dinner together. Yeah. And it was the last time, I think. And it was the last time. (laughs) It was absolutely memorable. Anyway, moving on from our dinner (laughs) in the dark uh, to a destination I've wanted to visit for for as long as I can remember, at least a decade, Cape Town, South Africa. I have booked a trip. Finally, in December, because United is launching nonstop service from Newark to Cape Town. Yep. So three days a week, seasonal service starting December 15th, and I'm going on the inaugural flight. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Will I see you there? Yeah. Um, I'm hoping so. I saw when that you posted that you were heading there, and I was so incredibly jealous. And immediately when I saw that United was launching this flight, I'm like, why haven't other airlines done this before? Because obviously you can fly straight to Joburg, but Cape Town hasn't been available, and it's just... The perfect, perfect flight, I think. It'll be long. Yeah. It's 16 hours or so. Not, 16 hours. Yeah. But yeah. I, I was I was actually expecting them to announce Johannesburg because South African flies you mm-hmm. know, nonstop from JFK uh, and Dulles with a stop yep. uh, to Joburg. Uh, and I was really excited that it was Cape Town. So yep. we'll, we'll dig into Cape Town quite a bit. But it is a new market. You'll, you'll love it, especially in December, which is the summer, of course, you know. So service starts in December. It runs through March. That's summer down there. It's winter here. Kind of the best time to make an escape. It is. It's probably also a very expensive flight. Even if you're not using points, just period. Yes. Um, I haven't looked yet. Oh, I've looked. We'll we'll dig into that uh, (laughs) towards the end of the podcast. Um, But I want to start just with a quick recap of the cultural and political history of Cape Town, I guess, and Mm -hmm. and South Africa in in general. I mean, if you can kind of fill us in on just the last, uh, you know, couple decades. Just the last couple of decades. Just the last couple of decades. Nothing really has happened. elevator pitch. Nothing really has happened in the last couple of decades in South Africa. I'll tell you, you know what, this country, uh, I've been there now some three times. The last time was in September. And on the first visit there, I realized that they have come further along, or so it seemed, culturally and with race relations than we have in our 50 plus years since we had the Civil Rights Act and integration. Their reconciliation after Nelson Mandela came out of prison back in the early 1990s has just been absolutely amazing. And you look at the South African flag, and it is an indication of the blending of all the cultures and the people that are there. And that's what they try to do. You would think as if there would be this sort of racist overtone when you get there. I didn't get that sense at all. I'm sure it's there. Of course, it has to be there, but not as much as I would feel in other parts of this country still to this day. Did you have a chance to, to chat with any of the locals when you were there? About yeah, it? We, I did a lot. So the second time I went to South Africa, we actually wanted to drive around the country. We drove from Johannesburg to Kruger National Park, which is about a six hour drive. And then we drove from Kruger to Durban. 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 So that was 14 hours. In that drive, we kept noticing like all these people who were hitchhiking or like 
no, no thanks. We're not <laughs> we're not picking up anybody. But then we started like, oh, all right, you know what? Kids in uniforms, we'll pick up the kids in uniforms. And then they'd get in the car and that's how they'd get to school or get back home. And so we started talking to them and they would tell us some things about where we are. And then we dropped them off. And then we said, all right, we'll start picking up some women because we felt as if we we're safer. And same thing, we'd be taking them to their grocery store, taking them back home and they'd share some of the culture. And then we just branched out and it was a packed car with <laughs> men, women, kids going to the grocery stores, going home from work, going to school, going back home from school. Oh, wow. And so you really got a sense of the culture and the history by talking to some of those folks. A lot of them also didn't speak English, so that was interesting. Is, is hitchhiking legal there? And... It's, it's completely legal. Oh, okay. It's completely okay. legal, and it became just something that helped pass the time on a 12-hour trip <laughs> with one other person. Yeah, <laughs> so you, you explored quite a bit of South Africa on your, yeah. on your last trip. How many days did you spend there? Cape Town, I spent five days the last time, oh, okay. and I've bounced around. I've done Durban, Kruger, obviously, and Johannesburg, and I have some friends in Pretoria. I've spent a lot of time in the country. I like to drive around the country, the garden route, which is absolutely beautiful in the in the southeast. And just the history, colonialist history of it is staggering and amazing at how it's come back from that. I mean, it's just it's it seems like a stunning country. I've looked at so many pictures over the years and, you know, especially Cape Town. Johannesburg seems, I mean, it, it, it can be a little rough around the edges. Yeah. And I think it is rough around the edges. It's gotten sort of like um, it's tried to be this hip art, jazz sort of center, and they have some good bars and good restaurants, but it just doesn't have the feel that Cape Town has. It has more soul than Cape Town, without a doubt, but Cape Town is just this natural beauty. Would you say that you're, you know, you'd be doing yourself a disservice by focusing on Cape Town exclusively, or would it make sense for you know, a first trip? You know, I think this- first trip, focus on Cape Town. There's so much to do. Every single day that you're there is a different experience, so I definitely focus on Cape Town. If you're going to do more than one city in South Africa, I'd say, or one experience in South Africa, I'd say do Cape Town and then do one of the national parks, go to Kruger or go to a safari just to mix it up. I wouldn't necessarily say do Durban while it's very nice and fun. If you've been to San Diego, you've been to Durban. Oh, I um, love San Diego. I'm I love Durban. San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be- beautiful destination on the, on the West Coast for sure. But yep. I usually like to start with, with kind of a breakdown of the neighborhoods, especially if mm-hmm. we're focused on a city. I mean, Cape Town's mm-hmm. a city. It's not a huge city, right? I mean, it's pretty walkable and accessible. And At least fair- that's my perspective. It's fairly spread out. There's a very core downtown area. And the hotel that I've stayed every time is right there in the downtown area. But it's pretty spread out. There are different neighborhoods that are very popular. Camps Bay, the waterfront. There's so many different options as to what sort of experience you'd want when it comes to the neighborhood. So I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a walkable city. Like, sure, you could walk a few blocks downtown. Um, I've tried running from downtown to the waterfront, and I'm a runner like you are. I'm a, bi- a cyclist, I guess. A cyclist. All right. Uh, I'm a walker. That's true. I, fast, I walk quickly sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so it's a long trek to the waterfront. You have to pick your neighborhood and realize that, all right, on a, any given day, you'll be going to a different neighborhood to experience something different. What's your what's your favorite go-to neighborhood for staying for your hotel and, and going out? Can you just kind of walk us through maybe a couple of the key neighborhoods that someone might want to focus on for a first trip? Okay, so for me personally, I like to stay downtown. The waterfront obviously is not downtown. I just like to be able to walk to some of the clubs that are there on Long Street. The hotel that I stay at is the Taj Cape Town Hotel. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can get it on points. I have never gotten it on points. <laughs> but South Africa, once you're there, it's really cheap. 
Um, the Rand versus the dollar is incredibly awesome right now. I was just looking at the prices for the hotel that I stay at normally. It's only $117 a night. Oh, wow. It's okay, yeah. Taj. Save those points for something else. Exactly. It's a Taj hotel along the likes of like the Taj Pier, you know, the same right, yeah. the same company. It's an old converted bank building and it has a vault in the basement. There are some coffee shops and bars there that the vault used to be. It's across the street from the church where um, Desmond Tutu was the priest for so many years. Oh, wow. And it's like two blocks from Long Street and the most awesome, awesome South African clubs are right there within walking distance. And it's where locals kind of go to or so it feels and seemed like. Now, mind you, the streets are fairly dark at night. I don't consider it to be dangerous, but I wouldn't necessarily walk those streets by myself mm -hmm. at night. Is there petty crime? Is like pickpocketing an issue potentially, or is it just kind of be aware of your surroundings? Supposedly, petty crime is a is an issue. I've never had an issue with it, but I think just be aware of your surroundings and don't be stupid. Should I expect an active vacation? I mean, both of us are obviously, you're a runner, you're, yeah. you're very active. If I want to get the most out of Cape Town, am I going to need to walk around, do some hiking? You know, how, what, what would you recommend? You'll do some lifting because you'll go to wine country and lift a lot of wine glasses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, like, my favorite thing is to, and it's very, very touristy and very cliche, but it is to hike Table Mountain. It's such a massive mountain, as you know. It's about 3,500 feet. They say it's like a two-hour hike. I did it in about an hour and a half because I'm one of those people who just wants to get the pain over with and just be like, all right, I'm getting this done. I also foolishly hiked it two times without bringing water, forgetting oh, to- Oh, okay. That's a good I, tip. Bring water. Bring water. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cool experience. I like to go there early in the morning, try to do breakfast on top of Table Mountain and then just kind of look out of the view. And it has, of course, unobstructed 360 views of South Africa. You can see Robben Island where uh, Nelson Mandela was for so many years from up there as well. Uh, and then you take the cable car down. <laughs> oh. What's what's the climate like in Cape Town? I mean, is it seasonal, heavily seasonal there? Like It doesn't get really, really cold. My birthday is in September, so I've always gone for my birthday. Usually the temperatures are in the 70s. Mm -hmm. So while they have some great beach areas, I can't go into the ocean at that point. You just kind of go to those beach towns and kind of just hang out and, and have some drinks outside. Still t-shirt weather, but you're not necessarily going to dip into the... Um, the Indian Ocean. No, that makes sense. Yeah. What, what are some of the other must-dos in, in Cape Town? Well, obviously, definitely you have to hit up wine country, which is about 45 minutes away from downtown Cape Town. So Stel all those famous South African wines yes. are just from that area? Stellenbosch area. Most oh. of them are. So we did a TPG trip. I didn't get to go on it, unfortunately, but a number of, the, of my colleagues went, and they sent home several cases of wine. Oh, did they? And yeah. it's very reasonable. Mm -hmm. I mean, Absolutely. I did the same thing. Like, less than 100 bucks for yeah. a case. Yeah, and depending, I mean, if you have elite status or if you're flying in business or first class, you can, you know, you don't have to pay to, to check it on the flight home. That actually counts as, as your luggage in some cases. So, I would not know that. Not, yeah, not, <laughs> not a bad strategy, I have to say. Is it? That's that's actually genius. <laughs> yeah, you can make up for some of that air for that. <laughs> so I, I actually solicited some reader questions on Instagram, uh, and someone awesome. had asked about uh, safaris that you can do, like a, a day trip safari. Yeah. Is that a possibility from Cape Town, or is that kind of I a separate trip? That's a, that's a tough, tough trek from Cape Town. There are some safaris in the south, but it's probably more than a day trip. A safari in itself is a day trip. Uh, That's a good point. So getting to the location would take a little bit of a trek. If you want to go shark diving, there is that. 
within an hour away. Oh, someone had asked about shark diving too. Yeah. I was, it wasn't even really on my radar, but what what's that like? Did you do it? No, I did not do it. I'm a black man. <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> we don't do shark diving at all. <laughs> well, I'll put, I'll put it on my list. I'll let you know how it goes. Yes, exactly. Do let me know. But it's it looks really cool. It looks adventurous, and they do it every day. They say it's safe. It's fantastic. There are also, also some great spots to go, apparently bungee jumping oh, nearby. That, now, that is something I will not do. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Maybe we can trade. I'll go shark diving. You go bungee jumping. I, I'll pass on both. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some cool spots in the south. So you mentioned you usually go in September, and it's, yeah. it's a, you know the temperature's in the 70s, mm-hmm. maybe not you know ideal for a full day at the beach, but have you visited any of the beaches in the area? Is, that, is beach culture a big thing in Cape Town? Yeah, it's a huge culture. They're big into surfing. Camps Bay is a very popular beach. Clifton uh, Beach as well is very popular. That's where the rich and famous people are. And there's so many amazing beaches over there. And it's within like a 45-minute drive of downtown Cape Town. But there's also like the Cape of Good Hope, as you know, which had the reputation in past, or people believe that it's the southernmost point in Africa. That's what I was going to say, but I'm I'm not 100% sure. It isn't. It it has like a a sign, and uh, it says southeasternmost point in Africa. It's almost like an asterisk. (laughs) But it's just a cool point. It's not where the Atlantic Ocean meets the Indian Ocean at all. It's pure Atlantic Ocean. Speaking of water, though, um, I can't really think of Cape Town these days without thinking about the the recent water crisis and how that impacted tourists. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I mean, we covered it very, very closely at the Points Guide. And we we actually did, we produced a video recently. Our our video team did a phenomenal job with a video just kind of outlining the the crisis there and how that impacted locals and, and tourists alike. Was that an issue when you were there? It wasn't an issue when we were there, but I recall distinctly one of my good friends, I I used to work at ABC News, and our foreign correspondent went there during the crisis, and he kind of felt as if the government was being a little bit alarmist about how big of a crisis it was, and when they realized how big of an impact it was having on the bottom line and the tourist dollars, suddenly this water crisis... Oh, it just evaporated, Just so evaporated, <laughs> sort of speak. I actually, I mean, completely took Cape Town off of my list of yep. you know, potential destinations because, not permanently, but during the crisis, mm-hmm. I mean, I was reading about how, you know, hotels were rationing the water, like how long you could take a shower, things yep. like that. There's so many places in the world, it's easy enough to just not go to Cape Town right now. Yeah, so did a lot of people take it off their list. And it wasn't really impacting the people who were visiting South Africa at the time. The people that it was really impacting were many of the poor people in South Africa because you had these cops that would be policing the streets and looking for people who were violating the conservation efforts. Yeah, I remember even reading about how uh, some people were trucking in water. They were bringing mm-hmm. tankers in from, from elsewhere in, yep. the, in the country and bring water mm-hmm. into Cape Town. Yeah. Recently, it hasn't. we haven't heard anything about the water crisis in South Africa at all. They did have some water issues, but so does much of Southern Africa. A lot of those countries are suffering from drought issues because of a global warming and climate change. So it just so happens that South Africa's and Cape Town's problem got um, highlighted Mm -hmm. in all of this. We're going to have to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to dig into some flight and hotel options. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's one key gateway to Cape Town, and yep. that is CPT, mm-hmm. which is the main airport there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Is it close to the city? Can you can you get around pretty easily from, yeah. from the airport back to, you know? Yeah, it's relatively close. It's about 30 minutes away from the city. Is it's, there public transportation, or do you have to drive? You rent a car, but rent car rental is so inexpensive, about $12 a day. Oh, wow. That's um, nothing. Okay. Absolutely. The airport's in Joburg and in Cape Town are wonderful gateway airports. I think they, they built them up for the World Cup okay. in 2010. Mm-hmm. Easy to get to downtown from the airport, and it's a beautiful drive into the city from there. You can see the Table Mountain. You drive past um, the townships, which, by the way, I actually recommend doing a day trip to the townships. They're primarily where black folks uh, used to live back in the days, and it's the only place that they were allowed to live. But they still remain some of the poorest areas around but the culture and the nature of those townships are just, it's just fantastic to kind of soak it up. The one between the airport and downtown Cape Town is called Gugulethu. It is massive. There are no skyscrapers or anything like that. It's just huts for the most part. But within those huts, it's really like a living and, and vibrant city where there are some cool restaurants where you could get some great street meat and some cool little clubs where you can get a sense of the nature of the actual South African people and Mandela's people as well. It's worth going to, and they're more than welcoming to strangers. Can you just drive through, or do you yeah. do some research in advance? You I can mean, do I... some research in advance okay. and try to find out like what restaurant you're trying to go mm-hmm. to or where that restaurant might be. After the first time I went there, and I realized how poor some of these areas were and how awesome the kids were, when I've gone in the past, I've just kind of linked up with a church group and just taken like a suitcase that I didn't want and just left it with a church group of clothes to just kind of give out. Because the kids need stuff. That's a good tip. So yeah. when you're flying business or first class down to Cape Town, fill your suitcase with things you want to donate and yeah. then bring back some wine. Yes. And so you feel guilt-free when you're sipping back on that yeah. wine. <laughs> oh, man. I like that. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the food like in general, I guess, in, in Cape Town? I mean, are there any must-have dishes? It's a mix of all the cultures that have kind of taken over South Africa over the years. So there's a big Indian influence. So there's some great roti, lots of good curry. There's a lot of Dutch food as well. And then there's some some good African fare. Um, I don't eat red meat. <laughs> Lamb is big. There's a really, really fancy restaurant that we went to that takes about a month or so to get a reservation. But if you go to a nice hotel, obviously, they, your concierge can get you in. Uh, it's called Test Kitchen. It's in the Woodstock area of town, which is a beautiful area. It's nicely painted buildings. It's about 20 minutes, I'd say, from downtown. It's a famous South African chef. It's got some amazing dishes. It's a little pricey by South African standards for two. Maybe it will cost you about $200, but it's like food orgasm. It's awesome. Oh, man. Okay. All right. It's on my list. Yes. So speaking of uh, getting to Cape Town, and we talked about the airport, obviously, but the options are somewhat limited, and they have been for Mm -hmm. for quite a while. Obviously, there haven't been any nonstop flights from the U.S. ever to Cape Town. So United going into that market in December is huge. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can only imagine, you know, they're already marketing the flight uh, as like a connection to North America uh, in South Africa as well. But um, aside from those South African flights, you know, the one from Dulles and and Mm -hmm. New York JFK, there really haven't been very many options. You'd have to connect in Europe, which would add a considerable amount of time to your trip. It does. But I'll tell you, there's a natural connection that I've done several times with Air France, where you take the A380 from D.C. or New York, 
and you get to Paris, and there's such a long layover. It gives you a natural long layover, about 17 to 20 hours, depending if you're coming from Dulles or New York City, where you can just kind of make a day trip out of it in Paris and then get back on the plane and then head south. For me, it's always meant the best of both worlds, where I felt as if I spent some time in Paris and then head back down south to Cape Town. That's a good tip because, I mean, that, that might be something that people would even want to consider now after United launches the flight because mm-hmm. the fares on this United flight are really, really high. Yeah. So, I mean, I've found some dates where you can book economy for about $1,000, business for maybe, you know, $4,000 round trip, which is not too, I mean, it's high, but it's not too crazy considering there's no competition. Yeah. But the award rates are out of this world. How how incredible are the rewards? So I, I priced them out. We're going to see uh, about 140,000 miles each way for economy uh, on some for dates. Economy. economy. And then business class, 300,000 miles each way is not uncommon uh, for this new nonstop flight. That's egregious. So if you're a couple going down to South Africa, nonstop Newark to Cape Town, mm-hmm. you're going to need 1.2 million miles for two tickets, round trip and business class. I would completely recommend taking the Air France flight yeah. where you can sit upstairs. And if you sit upstairs on an A380 in economy, it's sort of like the poor man's business class. I don't know if you've sat in those seats up in the back on the A380 I have, in I've economy. I've flown economy on the Air France A380, but I was, I was, there's this one seat that has no seat in front of it because there's an access panel on the floor. So that's oh. what I recommend. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's an entire area cabin to the back of the A380 on the Air France flights that are economy pricing. It makes it seem as if it's a small little cabin that you can just kind of hang out there. And it's almost like premium economy seats. And it's a cool little spot. You get comfortable ride. It's not very expensive normally on Air France. And then you spend some time in Paris and then just do another 10 hours to Cape Town. Perfect. Well, Easy. I mean, if you're using Delta Miles, I mean, mm-hmm. Air France and KLM are your only options to get yep. to Cape Town. And there really isn't any, I mean, there's very limited business class award availability. So you're, you're kind of limited to economy yep. anyway. Yep. You're going to be looking at uh, 50,000 miles roughly each way in economy. So 100,000 miles round trip. It sounds like Which a lot. Which isn't that bad. It's not that bad. It really depends on the cash fares. So, I mean, if you're finding $800 round trip cash fares, do you really want to use 100,000 miles? miles plus taxes probably not it's a good way to put it if you if you do want to use united miles you have other affordable options uh you can fly lufthansa like you mentioned swiss uh through edelweiss uh they do a seasonal flight as well austrian flies down there obviously south african airlines but those flights are, are going to johannesburg so then you would connect in johannesburg and, and make your way over but that could actually save you some time over a connection in europe yep. especially if you don't want to you know spend a, a full day in a european city and emirates also is competing in that market as well yeah so there's emirates you can use alaska miles to fly emirates and then you can use emirates miles as well transferred from uh, american express so okay. that that is an option but the surcharges are, are pretty high are they okay mm-hmm. and then uh, ethiopian is is also an option mm-hmm. and you can connect in uh, addis Ababa as well uh, and use your United Miles for that. Ethiopian has been competitive as well. What about Kenya Air? Because it's seem airways, they seem like they've been trying to They've really been trying to get in the market. Play. They don't uh, so it's it's not really something that you can redeem miles for easily, but it is an option definitely and then you can pair it with with a stop in Kenya, of course. Yeah, exactly. And then one one world as well, very limited when it comes to one world. There's British Airways, but you'll have very high taxes and fees on the especially business London. and first class. Yeah. Uh, and then Qatar Airways uh, as well, which could be an option and may have availability. And then you mentioned the hotel rates are pretty reasonable. It's easier to just put it on your American Express card or your Chase Reserve card and get the points from that instead of using points for it, I think. 
Well, I mean, the other option too is you can use credit card points to offset the cost if you have fixed value points or you could book with Hotels.com and the Venture Card, which is something I've been doing a lot more recently because if you have a Capital One Venture Card, you can get essentially 20% back by booking through Hotels.com. So an option to consider. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Right. Put that on the Put, list. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, there aren't any Hyatt hotels. And and Hyatt's kind of become a go-to for me recently, but no Hyatt's. But there are plenty of Marriott options because Marriott has uh, Protea, I think it's it's the chain. Protea? Yeah. So they're part of the Marriott chain now. And some of the rates are really reasonable with points starting at at 12,500 points per night. That's Uh, not bad. Not bad at all, no. No. Now, I will say the best hotel in South Africa that I've never stayed at, but it's nice to just kind of go and check out. It's part of a chain, is the one and only Cape Town. It's right there in the center of downtown Cape Town. And it's sort of like a moat around it. <laughs> it's like an old, an old um, colonialist type building. It's beautiful little space. I mean, it's, there's a pretty good chance they could be part of the Amex uh, Fine Hotels and Resorts program too. So certainly worth looking there as well. I didn't know about that program, but I'm <laughs> yes, writing that one down. We've as got well. a lot to talk about. But you know, one and only. Of course, they have uh, hotels in um, in Dubai and yeah, in the Maldives. Uh, there's one in the Maldives yeah, too. Exactly. Candice, if someone wants to follow along with your adventures on social media, where will they find you on Instagram and Twitter? On Instagram, at, I'm at Candice Gibson. At Twitter, Candice Gibson. I'm not very creative. <laughs> <laughs> well, when, you, when, you've, when you've got a recognizable brand name, I think you've, you've got it's, it down. <laughs> yeah, and and by following me along, it just means following my likes, which are following you. <laughs> I'm living vicariously through you. Well, I hope we get to do another trip together soon. Yeah, that would be great. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Kendis Gibson, Weekend Anchor at MSNBC, and to ACAST for offering up their fantastic studio here in Tribeca. I also want to thank Margaret Kelly and Caroline Shagrin, our fantastic podcast producers, Brian Gabos for editing the podcast, and music by Alex Schiff. I am your host, Zach Honig. This is Miles Away. Safe travels. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.